Welcome to Reflections of a CEO, where I take you behind the scenes on what it's really like to run a business. In today's episode, I walk you through how we jumped from 1.5 to 2 million in revenue, where we were stalled for about three years, and how we jumped all the way up to 4 million in one year. So we went from 1.7 to $4 million, and I'm gonna share exactly how we did it. I hope you enjoy the episode. Okay, so in today's podcast, I want to uh, go through a couple things that I actually talked about on a call with a, another entrepreneur that uh, I've never really shared before, and I thought, hey, um, you know, I shared it with this one person, it's probably information that would be good for, uh, for a lot of other people. So uh, this one, uh, just for context, right, and I'll lay out the scenario so that you have an understanding before going to what we actually talked about. So um, when, when we were growing uh, Jacked, uh, my agency, we hovered around 1.5 to 2 million in revenue for about three to f almost three, I think three years. Um, yeah, two million, yeah, three years. Um, we were right around that mark and I couldn't, couldn't crack it. Um, and so that's essentially what uh, I was talking to someone else about, some, some, uh, some challenges and issues that were coming up and they were kind of stalled uh, around that point as well. And I just told him, hey, uh, the question was essentially like, what, what did you do to kind of break through? And, uh, you know, there's no silver bullet and there's not like one thing uh, that I did, but um, uh, there, there's, a, there's a handful of things that I think were really important to help uh, break through that mark. So um, one thing, uh, and I'm just going to go down like a list of things that, in, in no particular order that I think uh, kind of helped us. So uh, just to paint the picture a little bit more. Uh, we, when I, when I started Jacked, um, we work primarily with startups, okay, startups and, and, you know, smaller businesses. So project sizes are smaller. Working with startups, uh, oftentimes they either go out of business, they run out of money, right? They're very risky to, to work with. They're also very exciting uh, to work with. I love building something from the ground up and, and helping other uh, businesses. We were specifically working with tech companies, which uh, if you you know, are familiar with Silicon Valley, tech companies, uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, you raise angel money or VC money, and then it's really scale as fast as you can. So that, that's initially who, you know, the type of customer we were working on in the early days. And so uh, smaller projects, smaller budgets, because they might have raised half a million dollars or, or something like this, which uh, may sound like a lot, but it's really not um, a lot of money. And because it's not like it was all going to us, right? So, um, you know, a, a high percentage, just probabilistically speaking, a lot of these companies go out of business. Um, so retention, uh, you know, a, a longevity on them is hard, which it translates then to retention being being difficult. So imagine you're me, we're building this business, we have all these small, we have these customers, right? And um, there, there's essentially, we ran into this vicious cycle, uh, right, where you would have new customers and then uh, other customers would fall off. Retention would be not so great. Uh, and then we'd constantly be replacing, right? We, we would add new customers, we'd lose them. Add new customers, lose them. 
Now it's not just because they ran out of money or whatever it is. Sometimes it's it's because hell we even did poor work. Uh, you know uh, that's the reality of it. Sometimes we we didn't deliver as well as we should have, and we lost people, or our customer service wasn't good, or whatever it is, right? But the the point is we were losing customers um, at the same rate that we, we were gaining them. But a, a large reason for this, as I started analyzing our customer base, was uh, the type of customer we are working with. Uh, they had smaller projects, smaller budgets, and then uh, it could have also just been that they came to us for a project and then left. It's not that they ran out of money, they died, and, or, or uh, you know, we, we messed up. It's just, hey, the project stopped, right? So the type of engagement we had with them and the type of customer lent it to a very um, uh, project-based, uh, kind of high turnover-based business. So it's very difficult to build a base like that. So one thing that really helped us when I was looking at that is said, okay, that's the type of customer that has worked up until this point. You know, it got us to two million, but uh, it's not going to get us to four million, right? Um, that's just I saw how it was going. Uh, also, the amount of uh, complexity as to your business when you have a ton of smaller projects uh, from a production side of things. There's a lot of issues. Uh, with it. So one, one change that uh, I decided to make was, hey, uh, we really need, um, what would make it easier to get to 4 million is bigger projects and longer retention. So then we're not constantly just replacing uh, business all the time, right? So that was my challenge. I was like, in theory, I was like, if I can get larger projects and longer, uh, larger and longer projects, uh, it'll be easier to grow. And uh, sure enough, that that's, you know, that was actually the, the solve, uh, one of the solves that really helped, right? It makes a lot of sense in theory, but then I had to execute it. So what, what did that mean for me? It meant, hey, let's stop working and uh, uh, concentrating as much with startups. Let's go a little bit upstream towards enterprise customers or, or businesses that have a good amount of revenue that, uh, you know, aren't in risk of, of, uh, of going out of business. Um, and, uh, and also that the services we're providing aren't something that they would want to bring in-house. So that's another part that I, I forgot to mention is that a lot of the tech startups that we were working on, uh, oftentimes uh, they, wouldn't, uh, they would also churn from us because they wanted to bring uh, the service in-house because it was so core to what they were doing, right? So uh, that, that's a big reason why we were losing customers as well. So I was like, okay, addressing all the problems that we're having. People are leaving because uh, either they, uh, they're too small, they're running out of money, they're bringing it in-house, uh, they don't have enough money, whatever it is. I was like, I need to address all those problems that we're having. So my solve was larger customers, um, longer duration of projects, and uh, working with customers where what we are doing is not core to their business, but is extremely important and, and adds a lot of value. So therefore, uh, it's not a risk of, of bringing it in-house, right? So with that theme in mind, I started approaching companies, right? And, um, or not approaching them, it's more like the way I do business development, by the way, is I start telling the story and then, and then um, uh, have referrals and partners generate uh, you know, referrals for me. So I had in, my inbound funnel started to change because I consciously made that choice, right? And so then, when I, as I was walking into, one, when I was getting these inbounds, they were now a different type of customer. So I started getting larger customers, enterprise or, or companies that were making significant revenue. And then I was able to 
so that was step one. It's like, okay, now I need to change the customer tech that was coming to me, right? But just because you get a potentially large, larger customer, it doesn't mean they're actually gonna turn into a large customer for you, right? Like there's actually times when we work with large customers and they spend way less than, than any startup. So uh, just because you have the large customer coming in doesn't mean they're gonna spend a lot of money with you, right? So then once they're there, right, first is you have to attract the right customer. And then when we were tracking them, then the story I was telling was I was explaining how um, we like to work on long-term relationships and, uh, and was telling this story about uh, essentially how we're going to be a partner with them for, for the long term. So instead of, you know, day one when someone's talking to us, instead of talking about a two-month project, I was talking about a six, 12-plus month project, right? I was framing that from the start. Um, and so then... Uh, instead of signing a, a two-month deal, we're signing a you know uh, an ongoing, super long, long, uh, long deal. So then I started landing those projects, right? So bigger projects, they're spending more each month with us, and they're longer duration, right? So those those two things, right? Attracting the right type of customer, then selling them this this new uh, kind of way, uh, led us to some pretty uh, explosive growth. Uh, over the last year and a half or so, two years, uh, you know, where we were stuck at that 1.5 to 2 million and then jumped up to four, right, in, in a year. And, and actually the year before the 4 million, we actually had dropped below that two down to 1.7, right? So we more than doubled our revenue in a year, uh, primarily because of what I'm talking about right now, changing the type of customer and the way we work with them and framing it day one. Uh, if you look at that 4 million in revenue, uh, the majority of it, uh, came from customers that started at the beginning of the year, right? Which means they stayed with us literally that entire year, like three million of it, right? Was from uh, longer term engagements, where, whereas before, if you looked at our, our past years, uh, it was much less. It was maybe uh, 50, 50% uh, or less was that. And then we turned it into 75% first off. So retention was better, uh, right? Longer term engagements and, and the projects were bigger. So look at, look at those two little shifts and how that, that really propelled things, uh, right? And, and it was also key to the retention was, was really that point about how it was super important to their business, but not the, the thing, right? And so what do I mean by that? Let me just give you an example, right? So like, let's say that someone is running a physical store, right? But digital is super important, but not their main priority right? Then they're like, hey, you can handle that, that entire thing. They're going to focus on, on the physical, we'll focus on the digital, right? Or um, say we're working with a, uh, a finance firm, right? And, and they're, they want to launch the, this new thing, um, but their main resources are tied on their main product, right? So we're like, okay, we'll own that thing. So uh, just to give you kind of an idea of like, these, they're super important things to the business, but not the main thing, not the, and not the only thing, right? Because when it's the only thing, people tend to say, wait a second, I, I, it's too risky not to have that in-house, let me bring it in-house, right? Um, so that's kind of uh, what we did uh, in, in that time frame, right? And, and there's a lot of other benefits to that, right? Is that you're not working on as many projects, now you gotta be careful though, you don't want customer concentration right, where you only have two big customers and like one leaves and you're kind of screwed, right? So we had a handful of these bigger ones. Um, and so if one left, you know, it wasn't the end of the world, but it was still a good chunk, right? Like someone might be spending 40K a month with us. So if they leave, it's a, it's a issue. Um, but locking in longer term deals, you know, the, the other nice part about 
working with larger companies too is the risk of non-payment is much lower. They might be slower to pay you, so you have to be very smart about your cash flow, but uh, you're less worried about them not paying you, uh, right? Because they're just so big. Um, and so that, that gives you uh, more confidence in staffing up for a project, uh, right? Versus like with a startup, if you're working with them, if you staff up and, and this has actually happened to me, right? And they, uh, they aren't transparent about their finances and, and then they just don't have money to spend, right? Uh, that has definitely happened to me um, in the past. So uh, with larger companies, you can be a little bit more confident, right? They can also have budget issues though, like, oh, oh shoot, we got this, uh, our budget got cut. That also happens, I've had that happen to me as well. But um, it doesn't happen as much and you can kind of get ahead of it. They'll tell you, hey, in like three months, we're, we're not gonna have budget or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, those couple changes, uh, right? It, larger customers, Framing it as a longer-term engagement, longer partner, where there's no real end. It's kind of like we need to keep working with you, and something that's non-core to their business. Those three things, uh, uh, non-core but super valuable, um, made it so that we could really grow. So, uh, you know, that's a piece of advice that uh, you know I had no idea about <clears throat> when I was doing this, and. Um, that's what I shared. It's not really necessarily advice. I don't really like the term advice, but it's more, that's what I did. Uh, you know, maybe someone out there who's listening to this, maybe you can use that as well, right? Just, you know, if you just think about it mathematically, right? Building a business off of $2,000 a month retainers, right? And growing it is harder than if you're selling 10,000 or 20,000 a month retainers, right? Just mathematically, like you have to sell less, it's bigger stuff, right? Getting to a million dollars in revenue or getting to $4 million in revenue when you're selling 50K a month uh, deals, right, is much easier, uh, I think, than selling $2,000 a month retainers over and over again. Um, you know, that's the way we looked at it from, and I was specifically talking about an agency, um, right? So uh, the person I was talking to ran a marketing agency, we run a design and development agency. I think it applies to, to multiple, you know, whatever type of agency, PR agency, video agency, uh, any sort of agency. Uh, that you're running, I think this same uh, lesson can apply, right? Bigger projects, non-core, right? Because if you're losing because people coming uh, in-house and, and longer-term engagements, right? Uh, a lot of agencies that I've seen and, and talked to, they, they struggle with this as well. Like they only have two-month, three-month engagements, you know, and, uh, and that's hard. Uh, it's hard to build a business because then you just have, have the leaky bucket where you're getting new business and, and then it's leaving. Right, um, and so if you have a base of people, it's very easy uh, to build on top. And, and to be honest, when we did that four million a year, um, I actually think we 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 probably should have done, could have done five, six, seven million. And, and I'll tell you why: because uh, three million of that that four million was were people that started at the beginning of the year, which means we only added on a new an additional million dollars in revenue. So it's actually pretty poor. Uh, what we did, you know, a million dollars in new business, great, that's nice. But imagine we we added two million or three million, right? Um, in, in business, then we would have been at five six. And uh, I think that you know, you may ask, uh, why didn't you do that? And, and to be honest, uh, I think there's a couple reasons. One is the target for the year that I had was four million. So admittedly, a weird thing happens. Like when you set a target of four million, you're like, okay, we're actually like on track for this. Uh, for some reason, psychologically, I stopped selling as hard, uh, or, or not as hard, but like 
wasn't pushing it. So I'm like, okay, we're going to hit targets. And I took my foot off the gas, to be honest. And, uh, uh, and the other thing I will say is, is I got a little uh, burnt out, you know, after, after doing it for six, seven years, uh, you know, we were on target. Uh, it was a target that I had. And, and for me, I really wanted to achieve that 4 million. And that was kind of like my mark to hit. Um, before I started removing myself uh, from the day-to-day uh, a bit more. Um, and, uh, and and we, we were on track, we hit it, um, and uh, I just got a little bit tired. Um, so that's the, that's the honest, transparent <laughs> reason behind it. I think we could have pushed it to be higher. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what we did. You know, if you're wondering, uh, if you ever look at our financials, you'll see that stall and then you'll see that growth. And, and that's... Uh, that's basically what happened. So, uh, so anyways, if you are, um, you know, at that one to two million dollar size, and, and you're kind of around that area, maybe maybe this will help. I think it will also apply, though. I mean, think of if you're at a half a million dollars or whatever it is. Just like take this information. I think, you know, uh, I think it could potentially be helpful. Take it or leave it. Uh, but that's what we did, and, and that's what uh, that's what kind of worked. So, uh, anyways. Um, yeah, uh, I don't want to drag it on. That's that's the point of this episode. Give you some information. Hopefully, it's usable, and uh, and that's it. So, reflection of CEO. Instead of instead of telling you uh, kind of like a present day thing, a little recap uh, of something that happened in the past uh, that I never reported about, but uh, figured it would be a good point to uh, to share. So, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you have. Uh, any questions or comments about this, please, uh, seriously, uh, now I'm not just saying this, message me on Twitter. That's where I'm mo- most active right now, at Anthony Tumbiolo. Uh, tweet at me. I-, I love answering and, and engaging on there. Uh, also, please subscribe uh, to the podcast if you're not already subscribed. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's it. So thanks, thanks again for joining uh, Reflections of a CEO, and I hope to see you all next time. Bye.